Welcome to Live, Love, Laugh with Asia Frazier, brought to you by Reach For It, where persistence is key. Today joining us will be the multi-talented Christopher Sinanan. This podcast is brought to you by Reach For It, where persistence is key. So tell me, how are you feeling today? I'm doing very well. Very well. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. You're welcome. And what made you smile today? Oh, man, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I have a beautiful family. I have a house. I'm, I'm very blessed. That's amazing. That's amazing. So we're going to just jump right into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, well, my name is Christopher Sinanan. I am a uh, New York City born and raised and uh, also represent Jersey. Come, come from both places. Uh, I'm a musician uh, for about 13 years now. Uh, I've, I've worked in different types of studios, professional and home. And uh, my time in those studios inspired me to create a mobile application called Creatives Near You or Canoe, uh, which is a application to help all creatives around the world connect based on their location. Oh, that is interesting. And so tell me, how did you get into music? Uh, well, um, I actually I grew up pretty much um, very much into like rock and roll and stuff, especially in my teenage years. And uh, I come from East Orange, New Jersey. Around that time, uh, I kind of linked up with some local rockers in my school and was just like, you know, I want to learn how to play guitar and just play shows and kind of tap into that energy. And uh, it just really kind of sparked my interest down the line. Went down to went to Bloomfield College for record production and audio engineering. And, uh, and just try to, you know, adapt to different type of situations, studio and stage. Okay. And how did you work your way into the business part of it? You know, that's been the hardest part, honestly. And I think that's a, a similar challenge that a lot of people have, um, you know, post-school, you know, it was really hard to use my my degree to kind of help me get positions in like studios. You know, a lot of them were looking for people with a lot of experience and um, very common issue I see for a lot of people who graduate out of a creative field. So um, I actually just started, I interned at a couple different studios, some in the city and around Jersey. Um, but I really started to kind of invest in myself and just start, you know, kind of buying my own gear and taking advantage of some modern technologies that made home recordings a lot more efficient and, uh, you know, the quality of recordings a lot better. So I, I've kind of just tried to be an entrepreneur in that sense and work myself as a business. Wow, wow. Okay, so would you say that your degree or connections are more important? That's a good question, actually. Um, I believe that the degree serves a purpose for your your passion. You know what I mean? Your okay, legitimacy okay. of what you actually care about in that field, how far you're willing to go to educate yourself on it. Um, but, you know, in especially in the creative fields, connections is where it's at. You know, you could be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't have any way to kind of jumpstart and kind of connect with people that are like-minded, it makes it really hard to kind of evolve that passion and take it somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I would say they kind of equally, you know, um, have their own levels of importance, but connections, I believe, are kind of more. Definitely. Okay. And tell me about how the idea sparked for seeing you. 
Um, well, like I said, I, I was working in different studios, interning, not really making much money. And um, like I said, I started building up my own recording studio. And I started to notice a very common trend where people were actually doing the very same thing. You know, they were investing in like audio interfaces, Pro Tools setups, uh, MIDI keyboards, just all the different type of things. And I realized that these studios were putting out like top quality work, you know, like really, you know, record quality. And um, I just saw that as a really unique opportunity because they were all over the place and, you know, they were all very much disconnected. And in a lot of situations, I would run into somebody who I met that was super talented and it was a great singer or songwriter. And we lived really close to each other, but we never knew about each other. It was kind of just like we met on a, you know, random type of situation so when i saw that i was like you know apps like tinder were really popping off uber yelp you know all these geographically based applications were really getting their start and i was like this is a really good opportunity to kind of combine that utility of geolocation with creative resources and after I realized that, you know, with, outside of just music, there's a lot of creative checkpoints along the way. So I kind of expanded the idea and opened up to all kinds of creatives, whether you're a filmmaker, a photographer, model, you know, actor, actress, any type of creative, I feel needs those type of creative resources so that they can kind of push along their independent journey. I think that, and I think that's such a brilliant idea, especially with COVID going on. So kudos to you. I, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And what keeps you motivated to keep pushing forward towards this goal? Honestly, I'm, I'm very motivated by the people that I see every day, um, Instagram followers, just just the community as itself. You know, the this year, last year was so crazy for so many people. And it's been really refreshing to see so many people still trying to push their passions along, still trying to find new ways to reinvent the way that they work to continue on, you know? And I think that there's not a lot of um, power and a lot of emphasis that are put on to the individuals that are working really hard to like kind of advance and, and learn and, and just evolve as their creative selves. And I think that Canoe can be that company that really invest in the little guy and gives them all the kind of creative resources that they need so that they can be fully independent and not have to rely on other people. I love that. I love that. And tell me a little bit more about the app process, because I don't know too much about how to make apps. So no. <laughs> how did that process start? How did you like, okay. Well, I'm you know, the, you first, obviously you come up with the idea initially and you really flesh it out. You do a lot of research to kind of see what's already being done. You know, you don't want to just create a carbon copy of something that's already there because you're already competing with that market. Um, so what I did essentially is I kind of got the idea really fleshed out. And then I started doing research to see what were the things that other apps were doing that they should do and kind of not getting all the marks. And um, the other, the a big thing that helped me along the process, I met a, a graphic designer um, named Ruben Cedeno, and he heard about my idea and he said, listen, I would love to work with you to kind of come up with some mock-ups. And what that really did was it helped a lot to cut down a lot of the developmental time, which is really what comes to be more expensive um, to actually develop the app. So we actually spent about six months prior to contracting a development company to yeah. actually create mockups that were fully fleshed out and kind of imagined. So when the development company actually, um, started working on it, they actually had a really clear idea of what I wanted it to look like. And all we had to worry about was kind of just the functionality side of it. 
you know um it's a very long process and there's a lot of ways to do it but um that's kind of like the most efficient i would say because you don't want to spend all your money on just what it looks like you want to kind of get to write what it does you know right right so your patience must be extraordinary yeah <laughs> <I try. laughs> and so what was the hardest part would you say about the whole process um the hardest part is to get to gain interest. Um, you know, people are, uh, you know, people love the idea. That's never been a problem. Um, but it's been hard to get support, you know, to mm -hmm. get people to kind of understand that this is an app that is not necessarily out there right now. And it's, you know, to kind of fully understand the idea and understand its ability to how it can help individuals. Um, just getting people to kind of just take the time to, you know, download it, give it a try. And, um, you know, and just also pay attention to the things that we're doing on Instagram. I created a show called the creative spotlight where I interview creatives of different kinds and give them a full platform to talk about themselves, you know, and uh, it's all in this idea of just creating a service and an organization that really tries to emphasize creative people. Wow, that's really shocking to me that people, you know, don't want to support it too much or find it hard. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not so much, I wouldn't say it's so much that they don't want to support it. I think it just comes down to just, there's so much distraction. There's so many things right, that right. pull people attention. You know what I mean? You could be on, you could have all the intention of the world to kind of just like really pursue something and try to support somebody. But there's just so many things that pulls people's attention. And it kind of is just like, you have to catch them really quick. And that was something I really realized. We kind of went back into a developmental phase right now where we're releasing 2.0, Canoe 2.0 this summer. And um, we took a lot of the feedback from the first version of the app to kind of cater features that really are the things that people want. Wow, wow. And so tell me more about the Canoe 2.0. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be called Canoe, um, but um, 2.0 essentially what is the is what I consider to be the most authentic version of Canoe. Um, when I first created Canoe, I started working with this company called RTM's Web Solutions uh, with project manager Rita Masood. And, um, you know, you know, considering that I've funded this myself and I just paid for it all myself, it was... Um, there were a lot of things that I wanted to include that I weren't, I wasn't able to do on the first version just for budget constraints. Okay. So um, in this new version, I started working with a new talent, a uh, new team uh, with just a tube man team um, named Anson Irvin. And um, the cost has been a lot more reasonable. And thusly, we were actually able to redevelop the app and include all of the features that I wanted to have in the original version, plus feedback um, features that a lot of users told me they would really like to have, such as like um, uh, more a more advanced content uploading system, um, a more direct focused way to find people rather than having to initiate a search, um, and uh, you know a lot of really cool bells and whistles that I'm keeping on the hush right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, what are some key points that you've learned from the process? I've just learned that um, this is a very, very competitive and very difficult thing to do. Um, there's just such a saturation of applications out there. So many things that people are just kind of bombarded with at all hours of the day. And the, the what I really realize is just that there needs to be a real attention to the, the group that you're trying to address and really try to 
get a lot of feedback from them prior to getting into the developmental phase of it because there were a lot of things that I added into Canoe that I thought were really good ideas but weren't as uh, as much of a utility to people as I thought they would be. So um, when I went back into this new version, I was like, you know what, before I kind of go back to the drawing board and add things, let me get a lot of feedback from some of the people that are in the app and see what they like about it, what they don't. And, um, you know, just really making sure you establish those lines of communication with your base. That's a really crucial thing I learned. I love it. I love it. And what keeps you motivated to keep moving forward? I guess. Just the fact that the mission continues, you know, uh, you know, we are, we are a creative species, you know what I mean? We're ever evolving, we're ever imagining. And I think that, you know, to act, to offer a platform like this can open doors for people that were previously thinking about putting down their creative ambitions and just for lack of resource, you know, just knowing that there's someone out there right now that is on the, on the brink of just giving up. And, you know, they're just one connection away from being reinvigorated and kind of wanting to push forward and continue. So that that keeps me motivated, just wanting to help people with that. Okay. And knowing everything that you know now, what would you tell your younger self before you started? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, young me. <laughs> um, young me would tell myself to keep your eyes open, be aware of every situation, and understand how everything connects. Um, I learned so much through the years in different environments, you know, from my time on a band to my time in college to my time as just a, an intern. All of them kind of lend themselves to my story, but it was only recently that I kind of realized how there was been a common thread of, you know, that kind of led me in this direction. And um, I would just tell myself to just keep your eyes open. Oh, oh. And tell me what quote, song lyric, or a slogan that you've come up with that has, you know, kind of kept you going or, you know, makes you happy. Well, you know, Canoe's slogan is and forever will be connect, collab, create. Those are the three fundamental core ideas that I want people to always keep in mind because that is what this is about. This is what about collaboration and working with people is all about the connections you make the collaborations and the creations that come from them so that's those words mean a lot to me okay and what advice would you give someone trying to follow in your footsteps don't give up as cliche as that sounds uh you know if you really believe that what you have to offer is going to help people and you know don't just do it to make money. You know, I, I've, I've always been, I've always been very passionate about understanding that this capitalistic mindset that we have in this modern era is, you know, something that we need to break past and we need to inject a whole lot of humanity into how we work with people and why we do the things we do. Um, so, you know, be passionate about what you do, love what you do and do it for not just the, the revenue or the profit you may come, but for how it will help people. Yeah, I love that you just said that because even earlier this week, I believe I heard some artists talking about how they weren't going to make any music anymore because they're not getting the recognition that they think they should get. But if you're doing it to get recognized, why are you doing it in the first place? Like you should be doing things because you love it. So I love that you brought that up because I just think I think that's amazing. I think that's very amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. And how would you like to influence the community around you? I, I hope that just having the ability to see 
what you have around you, whether it's a block away in your neighborhood, somewhere you plan to go. I hope that that just encourages them people to just continue going and just to know that there's people all around you in all different levels of skill set that are just doing whatever they can to push their art forward, to do something, to make something special. And um, I just hope that that inspires everybody to just keep going and just know that they're not alone and that there are resources out there for you. And how has COVID affected you as a person? It kind of brought me back to center. Um, I I am a person who just does so many things and um, I tend to kind of uh, just not know how to slow down sometimes, you know, the app, you know, my music and my job and all the other things that I do in my life. Um, I tend to just go off the rails and then have a moment where I'm just like, oh, I can't do nothing, you know? So um, I think COVID really was an opportunity for me to kind of slow down, really look at the situation from from far back and kind of really understand what's the best um, steps forward. Um, it also helped me appreciate just my time with loved ones. You know, we everybody lost so many people in the last year. And I just, it made me realize that no matter how much work needs to get done, there's always needs to be priority for family and friends. Right, right. And also with the, the app business going on, does it sometimes take you away from the music? Well, it's funny you say that. I mean, the way I kind of always saw it was that my musical ambitions, you know, I don't really produce, um, I don't really engineer or produce for clients anymore. Um, and uh, mainly because, you know, I've really wanted to put my all into the app and uh, that does take a lot of time and energy and focus. But what I do continue to do to this day is work with my band, Everdream, which is uh, me and my my best friend, uh, Eugene Jenkins. And uh, we still just write music because we love it, you know, and it's it's a great way of release for me. So my thing have I, has always been, you know, these two ambitions kind of run in parallels the way I see it, you know, where, you know, I can use the platform of still being a musician and artist on stage to kind of be in environments where I can talk to people about canoe and kind of emphasize it, you know, and really push it out there. And also on the side of canoe developing, you know, these connections, organizations, people that I may use the app for myself and meet that can help push my musical ambitions along. Right. Right. And what does music mean to you? Oh man, <laughs> music, music, it just, it always just kind of helped me save me from myself, you know, um, yeah. you know, and uh, it was just an amazing way for me to let out whatever I was feeling, especially being a teenager and, and you know, coming where I come from, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a mixed Trinidadian Puerto Rican man, you know what I mean? I'm just a, all over the place and it's, uh, it, it just was a way for me to kind of have some sense of identity, you know, and, and just have something that was mine. And uh, it really did just kind of keep me level-headed, you know? Hmm. I feel the same way. I feel the same there you way. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you see yourself and your business five years from now? I see Canoe being an organization that doesn't just focus on the product of the app itself. It expands past that and kind of becomes more of an idea of creative possibilities around the world, you know, really establishing connections of unseen and un, unspoken of talent that's out there. 
And, um, you know, I hope that we are able to, you know, attach to facilities that, you know, offer, you know, space for people to perform. Um, I really hope um, to grow the company to be uh, an organization that can invest in the public school system to give an injection of money to art communities that so typically get underfunded and make sure that the next generation of artists have every tool they need to make sure that that is always fostered. Oh, most definitely. Uh, thank you so much for saying that because I feel a lot of people don't know that the art um, in schools, like they don't get funded a lot, like dance, no. it's not. So that, yeah. once again, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and last but not least, who has been your go-to person or people during quarantine? Uh, um, I mean, my best friends, my wife, you know, my wife and, uh, you know, we have a wonderful relationship. She's the most supportive, wonderful person in my world. Um, my parents, obviously my mom and my dad have always kind of, uh, pushed me forward, always believed in what I can do and never discouraged me. And, um, they're the ones that I've kept the closest. And, uh, obviously my, my daughter Sage has been the probably the single biggest inspiration for me to just keep pushing forward and make sure I make something happen. So those, those are the people closest. You know, and can't get any better than that. Family is amazing. They are amazing. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we go today? Um, I just want to just give you guys props, honestly. Reach for it. I, I love the things that you guys are doing, and I totally believe in that mission of just, you know, creating environments for people and making sure that everybody has just the, the extra push to, you know, do the things that they love to do. Um, you know, I, I spoke to Duan in depth about just all the things that you guys are doing and I just, I'm so supportive of it. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, I've enjoyed you so much today. Thank you for coming on. I've really appreciated. I love what you're doing and I love the things that you're about to do. So yes, just keep, Please keep going because the, the society needs you. The art department needs you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, whatever I do, I hope someone one day will pick up the put, you know, the baton and keep moving. So, absolutely. Exactly. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for joining in.